Hey, uh, this is the Anti Art Podcast, episode number fifty-five. Um, before we get started, just a couple like uh, housekeeping things, I guess. This is Women's Week. This is Art Pop Week. So we have uh, Nil for Yanya, um, Painless. We also have Fiona Apple, Fetch the Bolt Cutters, um, Arca's self-titled album, Arca, which I think is her best. Uh, tomorrow or today, rather, we have Grimes. All three of her uh, main albums. That's Visions. Art Angels and Miss Anthropocene. Those are all going to be available on the blog. That's antiart.blog. Again, that's antiart.blog. Please look at the blog. We can see the views over there. They're not that good. <laughs> Please. I spend so much time making it look dope every fucking day. You know, we put new graphics every day. I, we, I, up, I update it all the time. You're going to love it. Every, <laughs> Just go day. on it. Yeah, so go over there. Look at antiart.blog. It's like Pitchfork, but better. Less pretentious. Um, that's what I've heard. And uh, I've heard it's, it's like pitchfork for people that uh, have even more of a uh, individuality uh, syndrome. So check it out. And then on Friday, we have um, a Mitski review for Be the Cowboy and a couple other things. So, uh, you know, a sad, sad girl playlist for Friday as well. And on top of that, we are uh, have some big news coming in the next month or so. We're trying to figure out the logistics of it, but I think it'll be better for everybody um, overall. Um, because mm-hmm. it seems like people are gravitating towards um, certain content on our page and like leaving other content in the dust. So I kind of want to, you know, get everything up to the same level and maybe put it on a different platform mm-hmm. that rhymes with Uboob. Um, Uboob. Um, oh, I love that website, man. That. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, look out for that. Um, big things coming. Like the annoying people on your Instagram, you know. Just like us, we are, we have big things coming. But literally, we do. <laughs> like, like you can actually. Well, I, I plan on working on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, one other thing, um, uh, announcement that I can definitely confirm because you know the dude from the place uh, confirmed it. Uh, I will be seeing uh, Blade on the 18th coming up with one of the members actually of the My Bloody Virginators um, or Virgin Airlines or whatever they are now. Uh, Virginia Wolf uh, page that we interviewed. So one of the members of that is going to be accompanying me as my uh, my editor. So hopefully I get to meet Blade and Echo and all them. That would be really fire. Um, yeah, we really do. And, dra- and, really dra- really cool. and get drain pilled. <laughs> so <laughs> get drain pilled. Yeah, man. Maybe if you guys hit it off, um, you can we can have uh, Blade on the pod. That'd be pretty sweet. Who um, knows? Anything's possible. He's yeah. He's like Swedish. He, he talks like this. He'd be like, "It's crazy." Like, "Oh, entire podcast is crazy." So. <laughs> that'd be sick yeah it would be sick man like but so tune in guys big things coming your way big things coming but that's not why you're here today today troy and the audience and everybody else is here to get grimes pilled So, for those of you who don't know Grimes or Claire Boucher or Claire Boucher, I'm not sure how to exactly pronounce her name. Um, this week, I decided to uh, theme, you know, the the week after Grimes, and and because like there wasn't too much good music coming out this week, I thought I'd go back into our catalog and and pull out some really good reviews that I did uh, in the past and kind of present them again as new, uh, you know, and 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 accompanying that, I thought that. I would get everybody kind of up to speed with Grimes, whether you know about her a lot, whether you have some sort of, you know, like, whatever's about her, uh, whether you like Even her. Even though she's, oh. yeah, whether you like her or not, you know, she made some pretty good music in the past, 
Um, and yeah, I think we sh- like. I think it's overlooked by just like kind of like who she is of today. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I wasn't the biggest Grinds fan until um, I started listening to music for this podcast. But um, yeah, because like every time I kept thinking about like Grimes' music and like these past albums. I just kept thinking of her like today. I'm just like, how did some this person who's 2020 Grimes make like such great music back in the day? You know, of 2009, like it's just insane. Just like her career and just the differences, uh, different um, phases that she goes through through her life. Yeah, a lot of phases and spirals. And and one of the themes, like as we as we go through this, you know, um, on our on our Instagram page, we started off again doing like the weekend reviews, 21 Savage reviews, stuff like that. And now we're kind of at a point where we've realized what our niche is and our niche is art pop and i wasn't too deep into art pop my my only real exposure to it was seeing sophie uh that one time uh, a little bit of arca you know and um a little bit of a little bit of grimes actually grimes was kind of my real connective mm-hmm. link and when we started posting things about grimes and about these other people it's it seemed like we were connecting with people more so you know uh i have kind of gotten art pop pilled and over over the year over like the last year like listening to kate bush for the first time listening to bjork's albums for the first time and so i kind of wanted to you know uh gift wrap that to troy as well and get him in the loop and get some of our other audience members who are not as familiar in the loop uh and kind of you know get everybody get everybody get everybody grimes pilled as they say Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So yeah, let's jump into uh, the one behind the music, I guess, or all right. behind the memes. So, <laughs> so starting off, I basically I I blacked out in the booth on this one. Uh, I drank a big ass cup of coffee and I just went through Grimes's Wikipedia. I went through everything I know. I looked at a bunch of YouTube videos, all that kind of stuff to just go from top to bottom and uh, talk about you know from 2007 or 2006 to basically where she is now. Originally, I wanted to theme this like the rise and fall of Grimes, but considering yesterday was International Women's Day, and considering you know some of the some of the um, more sensitive subject matter within this paragraph, like uh, going through it, you know, going through her career, I just kind of feel feel bad saying it that way. So the the mm-hmm. way I want to frame this basically is let's go through her career from top to bottom and let's think like, okay, she, she made visions, which was amazing. She made art angels, which is like a masterpiece. I think this would be like, if I was able to talk to Grimes going through her history, top to bottom on her next album, what would I suggest? Does that, does that make sense? Yeah. Very well said. Um, yeah. Cause I definitely like want to know more, more of the past her, you know, I want to like, ha- I want to be grime pilled. I want to know everything about the uh, <laughs> grimes, you know? <laughs> All right. Yeah. So we'll go from top to bottom. So, um, she was raised, uh, in, in, uh, Canada. I don't remember which part exactly she was born in, but she went to like several, you know, Catholic schools, secondary schools. So Catholicism mm-hmm. was kind of like in her, in her blood. Uh, like a lot of us, you know, went to CCD, all that kind of stuff. Um, eventually she relocated to McGill university where she went to college. I believe it was 2008 is when she started or 2007 is when she started. Uh, yeah. At McGill, uh, my friend Matt actually went there. Uh, she, he went to a bunch of bars that she was at and they were like weirdly like landmarks. Like people were like, like all the art <laughs> students would be like, this is the, this is the bar where Grimes would hang out. Um, she was a neuroscience major and she studied Russian. Hmm. Um, so as you, as we go through, she began making music, um, in 2007. And so in 2009, so this is two years after she began making music, but before dropping her first album called Getty Primes, um, she embarked on a very interesting adventure, which I want to tell you about with, I think it's 
I was reading a Pitchfork article. It referred to them as a couple, but then it also referred to them as friends. Uh, William Gratz was this person. So I'm just going to read directly from Pitchfork. That summer, uh, the couple traveled 25 hours from Montreal to Minnesota, where they spent a month constructing a 20-foot housecraft on the friend's property with the intention of sailing it down the Mississippi River to New Orleans. They named the boat Velvet Glove Cast and Iron and renamed themselves Veriscua and Zelda Zox for the trip. Um, Mm. Bocher and Gratz painted murals with fantastic creatures on the side of the vessel, which they filled with live chickens, a sewing machine, (laughs) and 20 pounds of potatoes. Uh, uh, But soon after setting sail, the engine failed, and Bocher and Gratz spent three weeks traveling downstream and attempting to fix the boat dealing with the police. So... I think that really hmm. sets the stage. Just all those facts that I just read from 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 Catholicism being a big part of her childhood, you know, being like a, almost like I don't know if she was like a repressed like religious child or anything, but then, you know, the neuroscience and all that kind of weird shit, the Russian and then all these like mm-hmm. weird like magical journeys and like imaginative imaginative journeys she's taking as like a you know, 20-year-old. Yeah, like, I, I didn't imagine, like, just graduating college and being, like, you know, with my girlfriend, like, hey, let's create, let's build a boat, fill it with chickens and potatoes, and just fucking sail it to New Orleans. Let's do it. But, um, honestly, like, like you reading that off, like, it really does remind me of Grimes, you know, just the Grimes I know today. So, I, I this is all seems, like, pretty believable, and, <laughs> yeah, 20 chick, uh, what is that, filled with live chickens and mm-hmm. 20 potatoes. Yeah, that sounds that sounds like a Grimes move right now. <laughs> it, right, that's what I'm saying. Like the randomness. Like I remember there was the this, chaoticness. The, of it. the chaoticness of it. Yeah, I, I remember reading a, a, a Instagram meme or something, and it was like uh, Elon Musk is destroying the world while Grimes is like um, pretending to play, um, like reenacting Star Wars in the pool or something like that. I, I feel like <laughs> it's like you know um that's grimes 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 is an adult but she's uh never loses that imaginative spark i don't know if it was something born out of like her childhood she didn't have as much creativity or something like that like maybe this maybe she's almost it's almost like a michael jackson thing where it's like you know no childhood or limited childhood results in a, like the ultimate childhood as an adult and i think that's kind of mm-hmm. where she is just just judging by like where the progression of her albums went and what she's doing now that's kind of how i see it Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I, I tend to agree with that. I mean, especially like with a, such a Catholic uh, background, it kind of, like the only the only other person I can really think of who came from like a super Catholic background is like Katy Perry, and even she had like a kind of a crazy, not like a, not like crazy like weird phase. Like like I don't think she was doing half stuff that Grimes was doing, just like artistically. Mm. You know what I mean? Just like with costumes and like different like very like out there like subject material from like you know the Catholic upbringing. No, that makes a ton of sense, honestly. Like, like, um, Teenage Dream is a very childish thing with, like, the cotton candy clouds and then, you know, um, the cheese hat at the VMAs. And probably, I would assume, you know, this is just a wild guess, but Lady Gaga, I'm pretty sure she grew up in, like, Jersey and New York and uh, mm-hmm. Italian. So I'm sure she grew up Catholic, too. And then, as she, like, you can see in her career, it's the same shit. It's like, you know, uh, like, almost like, uh, for her, it was, like, a lot of sacrilege and a lot of, like, challenging religious stuff with, like, the song Alejandro and all that kind of stuff. And then, yeah, all the wild outfits and stuff. And it's almost like, yeah, like, as you get older and as you get more resources, it's just, you get more, like, wacky, more childish uh, sense mm-hmm. of sense of wonder. But as we go through, um, she's a huge fan of Dune. That's another really uh, giant pillar. Like, if there's four pillars of Grimes, one of the pillars would be, would be Dune, for sure, because... Um, 
you know, uh, again, it's really interesting to see where she progresses because, like, the Met Gala last year, right, she was sponsored by Dune. Dune dressed her for the Met Gala. Like, she had a, she had the cube from Dune. She had, like, the fucking sword. She had, like, the full sand outfit. But um, uh, her early albums, uh, Getty Primes especially, is is a reference. It's a, um, as she said in her Pitchfork interview, it's a Dune um, concept album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you know, like, uh, listening through it, like, it does kind of, like, sound like that. I mean, it makes me, like, kind of want to read the book. Like, like I was having, the, I was actually kind of funny how we mentioned that, because um, uh, I was, like, listening to this album, and, like, my brother was, like, overhearing it. And, like, I don't think he even knows who Grimes is, but then, like, he just was hearing it, and then out of nowhere, he's just like, man, I want to rewatch Dune. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, hmm. Like, <laughs> it's, it's really interesting. So it's, like, subconsciously that, yeah. yeah and it's and it's cool to see in the beginning of her career too it kind of like i I like to i really like to deep dive into these people because like us as a an instagram page and you know maybe a what did what did i say move boob channel or whatever in the future yeah the boob tube yeah yeah it feels like we started off (laughs) a similar way like anonymous shitty like whatever resources we had nobody knows who we are nobody cares it's pretty much just for our friends right and, mm-hmm. and then as you get bigger, like, you get, like, the real resources. So so just looking at this, like, Getty Primes, like, um, listening to her, the YouTube video for, for for the Pitchfork interview, she basically said, uh, like, with this one, um, like, a lot of the percussion was, like, with pencils, like, like clacking a pencil on a desk, um, like, the artwork was, like, whatever, she just threw it together. Um, she was, like, she called it Getty Primes. Like, a Getty Prime is the name of... Um, a planet or like a, a city or citadel or something in the movie dune or in the book dune the the book dune yeah yeah and i guess in the movie too but uh she called it getty primes because um she wanted to rhyme with crimes <laughs> she thought that that would be like it would make sense did did she ever mention like how she even got the name Grimes or was she just like uh, yeah yeah Grimes sounds nice yeah she got the name Grimes because she was like um, before she started making music or as she was making music she was on SoundCloud like listening to a lot of different stuff and the genre mm-hmm. Grime uh, popped up and she thought it was odd that that was the name of a genre so so she just put an S on the end of it hmm, okay real interesting interesting uh, yeah right yeah. so the sound of this record is very as i said very obtuse and very weird and like lots of experimental vocals it's not really like personality based like her music now is very like you have to know you, you it's just like pop music like her voice is very present it's very produced this is like super experimental some artists never mm-hmm. move past that stage which is, which is cool you know, and, and then, but they don't really get recognized as much, you know, and Arca did the same kind of thing on her newest shit where it's like her old shit was very obscure, very obtuse, very like insane. And now it's more like, you know, it's like reggaeton, like, you know, mm-hmm. no, I know what you mean. Personality. Like, uh, yeah. You know, it's funny how like you mentioned like personality. Cause like, I feel like that was like a big like theme and just like the one song was it Zool face dancer that was on it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I even just love how the like, song even just, like, kicks off. Like, how she kind of owns her self-conscious, like, her, like, not thinking she's anyone, but being, like, everyone thinks I'm boring. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Of just, like, of, like, damn, like, okay, so this is who you are. Like, if everyone thinks you're boring, but, like, you know, deep down she knows she's something else inside, mm-hmm. you know? Plus, I really like, too, like, even though, like, she had a lot of work to do back then to, like, really um, kind of focus her style, I-, I thought she started off pretty great with, like, quirky beats and that, like, whispering type of singing. Yeah, that she does. 
like because for me like listen to it, it kind of reminded me of like drake's like uh his first like mixtape of just like because like when his his beats were just like all over the place too on that project mm-hmm. so like you know it's just it's, it's funny like how you mentioned like when people first start out they just try to like do as much as they can with whatever resources yeah pretty much um they just try and yeah whatever whatever they can scrounge together and it's just this showcase of skills and basically to prove that you can um that you can do it you know what i mean like okay my goal is to make an album mm-hmm. so i made an album is it does it suck sure is it is it not my favorite <laughs> whatever um but she actually she she basically with the next album she said that it's like her most underrated album she said that her first album is like not as good she even like said that in the video but um i'm gonna play a song off of her first album though to transition us into the next one it's called rosa it's a more of a post-punk and kind of rock track <laughs> wasn't it troy oh yeah that was awesome <laughs> you could definitely My hear favorite. it on his end yeah <laughs> um yeah we de- we definitely didn't just do it in post <laughs> so yeah halifaxa um that's the next album that's the second one that's the one she said is her uh her most underrated i believe and i would tend to agree i actually listened to it today it was very listenable and very cool um it's um I know that her favorite Nine Inch Nails album is Pretty Hate Machine. That's like, um, it's a very dark wave and very like industrial kind of, you know, very cold kind of album. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think she took a lot of cues from that. Sorry, you're going to say something? My bad. No, yeah, I was going to say like, uh, yeah, I think you're right about like it being like kind of like dark and um, kind of like, I don't even know what's the word for it. Like, kind of just like uh ambient but not ambient like i don't know like edm i guess but like not really mm-hmm. just the way that like the way that it kind of sounds like alternative rock mixed in with like this mantra you know because uh the one song that she had on there uh what was it world princess mm-hmm. like just listen to that i was just like wow this like sounds like like i'm being hypnotized or something you, you know what i mean uh yeah yeah and i'll definitely i'll might play a clip from that right here boom boom i'm writing down some sound cues here but yeah we can play that mm-hmm. and uh yeah um hey hon um be careful with the the pencil stuff because i can hear it oh uh so if anybody hears some some squeaking in the background i'm gonna try not to do it too much that's just me writing down some sound cues so Yes, uh, good point. Uh, maybe I'll, maybe I'll get it. Maybe I'll get a less loud. Uh, maybe, maybe use a pen. <laughs> yeah, let me get a less loud writing instrument, so it doesn't fucking bother people. But um, anyway, contextually, this is this album is still on a kind of if you know you know type basis. I think Pitchfork did cover this, um, from what I understand, and like a couple of outlets did cover it, but like mostly it was you know for like her friends and for her. Uh, even the name of the album, she she said basically in that in that YouTube video that um, she visited her friend in Halifax and she just liked Halifax, so she named the album Halifax, uh, to make it sound more feminine. And then she was she said all these other things where it was like you can hear like a bus in the background, you can hear like someone talking in like the other room, like it's very like uh, the way that we record now, <laughs> pretty much like where like the dryer is <laughs> going off and shit. And you're like, bro, turn that off. <laughs> I, I, I'm building an empire here, you know. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite is when like i'll be like recording and like because like my window is like right at our, in front of my house like on the street yeah you just hear a fucking ambulance come by some like f- uh police cars going by and i'm just like yo everyone hold on <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> wait yeah for it to fucking go by <laughs> yeah exactly i know if you were in a studio it wouldn't be the issue but you know we can't afford a studio yet. we couldn't afford it we can't afford a studio quite yet 
And Grimes also could not afford a studio. So that's why the album sounds the way it does, and that's why this podcast sounds the way it does. And, uh, you mm-hmm. know, we're moving moving up just in the same way that Grimes is. Uh, moving on up. So Dark Bloom EP, that was with, uh, it's like Eon or something. That's like a, another Montreal artist. Um, and the big thing to come off of this one uh, that was really, like, like, that really shook the world, I think, is the song Vanessa. Uh, and that's, I think, what got her a lot of good press. And I think that's that song actually got, like, a pitchfork, like, um, like, best hundred songs of the year like all these other outlets started to look at that song and be like oh that's like a really good song um i like it more than i do now but when when i was first getting into grimes around like 20 uh like 12 or 2013 i Mm -hmm. i really didn't like it it was a little bit too faint for me Mm -hmm. yeah no i know what you mean like i I thought it was pretty faint too like for for me it sounded like like it was kind of like a, like a kid singing it or something. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the way that she like pitched her voice, like it sounded like very very youthful. Mm-hmm. But like I think she might have been trying to go for that. At least maybe. I mean, I'll give Grimes benefit of the doubt because like you know it does seem like kind of childish thing. To, but we're like you know you're, you're like really good friend. Like you kind of like have feelings for them, and then you're just like, all right, well like I really like you a lot, but like you know you're out dating other people, so. Mm-hmm. this really sucks for me and i'm not gonna but i'm still not gonna tell you what's up you know what i mean yeah exactly no it's like it's a good song and it's like her first instance of like um i feel like it's her first real instance of like clarity and like uh, a theme to the song rather than it just being about the the noise and about like the vibe and about like being weird and stuff it's more like a pop song mm-hmm. like a real focused song that you like can play a story a story and a song that you can play feasibly like play live and that's what got her like leaky lee is like a, a pretty famous indie musician that grimes is way bigger than now which is really crazy because leaky lee was huge in the, at this time but um at that point is where she started to get more of a legitimacy as an artist she started going on tour she started missing classes and then that's when she actually dropped out of mcgill so again she was studying neuroscience and studying russian so she's pretty fucking smart and she was getting yeah, re- yeah pretty smart Smart but tough, man. She picked some tough majors <laughs> for real. I know for like a very artistic person. It's just like wow. Okay, like because I feel like because those majors, especially like neuroscience, like you're spending like all your time mm-hmm. like on that. Like you're not really spending time on like doing music and Russian. Like Jesus, like that's you know hats off to you, Grimes. If any of that retained, those those are tough ones. But I think what's really cool about Grimes that that I like the most is that she was able to incorporate that into her art because like even on Visions, there's like a a quote in the bottom by like a Russian like philosopher or writer or something like that. So like she utilized Russian, like she she definitely still used it. And then the neuroscience too. I mean sci-fi and and like the brain and all that kind of stuff. And even just dating Elon Musk later down the road, it just all kind of it all clicks in perfectly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the way that she talks about emotion, like it does seem like, um, like she definitely took a psychology class, uh, you know, once or twice during her college career, right? You know, you know what I mean? Just like the way that she's able to like acknowledge like the, her relationship, like in a very like third person, like high, you know, like a high thoughtful thing. You know, being also twenty years old, you know what I mean? Right. Like, it took me years to just like develop like. Like, oh, like, the reason why it didn't work out was because of this. Because, like, I can point down to, like, this specific thing. And her, like, she's able to do that and also put it on, like, a really catchy song. Yeah, she got it down to, like, a science. Like, like almost, it was almost like studying mm-hmm. neuroscience was, like, a cheat code to um, break through, like, human emotion and, like, understand human emotion on such, like, a such like a transcendental level where it would like relates to everybody you know what i mean like like understanding mm-hmm. yeah like happiness and sadness and like those relation like the relationship things you said on like vanessa or whatever yeah where it's like relates to everybody and like it's like a, a universal thing and that's kind of what pushed her and like was able to, um made her songwriting so universally accepted i think 
which is really cool. But the other thing, the other thing is that's cool about um, you know Canada uh, is that their tuition is really low. So even if she went to school for two years and whatever, and that's all it was, she got she got some Russian knowledge and she got some neuroscience knowledge, and she probably ended up only paying like ten k all like all said and done, rather than Damn. eighty or one hundred twenty, whatever the fuck people pay at schools mm-hmm. nowadays. Yeah. Um. Wow. Now, now I just don't like grounds even more. Yeah. <laughs> so she, so she, she, she killed it. But uh, we're gonna get into more a little bit more of a sensitive topic here. I'm just gonna say, like, trigger warning. Anybody that's uh, that this is this will have to do with like um, sexual assault and that kind mm. of stuff. This is real sexual shit. Sexual violence. Sexual violence. This is something that really happened to her. So I want to just take a minute to take this seriously. If you want, skip ahead like a, like a minute or two. We'll be done talking about it. But uh, and I won't reference it again. But um, basically, sometime in between the recording of Visions and um, when she dropped out, like sometime in between then, which it must have mm. been really difficult, like be, having all these like stresses and and dropping out of school, and I'm sure that her parents were not happy about her dropping out. Um, she was assault sexually assaulted basically somewhere within that time frame. Um, I don't know if the person who did it was caught. I don't know the exact circumstances. I didn't really research that because I, I feel like that's a very private thing, and I feel like you know what happened to Grimes happened to Grimes, and like you know it's a private thing. But um, I I wouldn't bring that up unless like I was saying it for some sort of a reason, and I think what she was able to do with that situation and the way that she was able to filter it into an incredible song and was able to again like take those emotions and take those like you know hard feelings and take like you know justifiably obviously uh and she put it into oblivion which is you know by all accounts um you know i hate i hate to keep bringing up pitchfork they gave it the number one song of the 2010s i think it's i think it's in there for sure, I don't know if it's number one, mm-hmm. but it's one of my favorite songs of all time. No, me too. Like honestly, like um, like I remember like uh, when I first like listened to it, like recently just for, like, for this pod, like I was just like, oh my god, I know this song. I'm, uh, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, just like the way it is. In fact, we play like a little bit of it now. Oh yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's play a bit of Oblivion. <laughs> this is twenty-five for me. definitely heard of that song before right like Mm -hmm. it's just like it's just so catchy um but like plus like i think it really showed like her like growing as like a real artist you know because i feel like like especially like this album she like really became more dynamic with like her production like as a whole like it was just way more interesting yep you know like it was like way more artistic like i like how like uh, she sounds like so sweet on the lyrics but like has like such like a harsh reality to it you know what i mean Mm -hmm. of just like that paranoia and just like that just like um, paranoia and like so scared that somebody's just gonna go up and like attack her like at night like mm-hmm. it's just so you know what I mean Cause, like it's just like it's just so sad and it's like the sad reality that like a lot of women like have to go through like a, a, every night you know like being afraid of going out after dark yeah but like yeah I thought like she did a really good job capturing that for sure like, she definitely does uh, do an amazing job of capturing it and also again like making it relatable because it's like um making it relatable like melodically and like all that kind of stuff like making people want to listen to it like i i listened to the song for years i didn't i didn't know that this song was about sexual assault or even about violence or even i didn't know it had any sort of dark themes to it whatsoever until um i reviewed this album last year 
for the page you know i i've i've loved this song since probably yeah 2013 2014 it's been one of my favorite songs for seven mm-hmm. years so that, that's why i i deeply appreciate this page um for that reason because it makes me look deeper into certain things like it really makes me like go like holy shit like this this is about something completely different and um it it, it turns everything on its head and also i love the lyric um uh see you on a dark night because it's like it, at first, you might think of it in, in, in context of this, like, um, she, like the the assaulter is gonna like come and get her on a dark night, and like she's afraid and she's fragile or something. But it's really like a warning. It's like, okay, well, you got me that night, but you know, if I, like, I'm gonna see you again at some point, and like, it's gonna be your turn to get fucked up. You know what I mean? Like, type of thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, her like like kind of like going the offensive there too. Mm-hmm. But I think like like during the song, like 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 you said before, like I really like the song too. And then looking into the lyrics, I'm like, holy shit. But, um, yeah, I really like too, like how the song, like, like the end of the chorus, I think is where it is, where she's like, I need someone else like to look me in the eyes and tell me, girl, you need to, uh, you need to know you've got to watch your health. Mm-hmm. You know, cause like, like, I feel like, like this obsession of like her, like feeling like she's in oblivion is like taking over so much that like, she's like, I need somebody to kind of check me to like, be like, yo, like, are you okay? Yeah. You know what I mean? Which I feel which I feel like like just doesn't really happen like in today as much as like we all hope to. So, you know, if you guys see a friend going through it, you know, that's how they're doing. Yeah, for sure. And and also that lyric relates to um something else that I'm gonna bring up with the album. So now we're kind of off that topic. So again, uh you know, very sensitive topic, but you know, Grimes more power to you for, for filtering into your art and making something making something great of of a real tragic situation. Um, but the album itself was composed basically, she, she like made it almost like a story that she was in her house, like fasting for like 12 days. Um, but she said it was more like, you know, maybe three or four or something like with the fasting, but essentially she blacked out her, all her windows. She just took a bunch of Adderall and then she just, you know, had, had a brand new keyboard and she just, she was under, I think she was like under pressure basically from like this new person so like uh who like like her manager so like vanessa was like a such a hit and like she was going on tour and it's like time for her to sit down and make the album and she was like getting pressure on her to like fucking make this thing so she's like okay well i have to make something great like i'm Mm -hmm. on 4ad now i'm on like a real record label they used to have cockatoo twins they had stereo lab they had like you know all these like um like ariel pink and stuff they had like these like legendary like indie artists like and now i'm on this label so like i gotta make some i gotta fucking make my big splash so with that pressure, she did what every college student does and <laughs> took Adderall and she fucking took her on lock yourself in your room and yep. just grind. <laughs> yeah. And she fucking grime. Yeah. She grimed. Uh, <laughs> she grimed. <laughs> she, she blacked out in the booth. She made Oblivion. She made Genesis, which is another uh, amazing single. Um, back when I used to listen to Grimes a lot, like Genesis and Oblivion were like one A and one B where it was like those two songs are fucking just colossal songs. Mm-hmm. no seriously I, like genesis is just like it was it's, it's just so good like the production like really showed like she really matured in that uh certain aspect you know because now that she finally has the funds like she's able to use them to actually make something that like she really wanted to mm-hmm. and plus like i thought like um i mean i did think like the high pitch grind was a little annoying but then like it, it kind of does save herself when when it like you know lowers the pitch and like because i don't know something about like her like natural voice it just really sticks out to me rather than like having like be like super high pitched or something. Yeah, this is where I mean th- throughout like her first 3 albums EP and then this album, this is really where she like um uh stamped like that baby voice. That's really where she like she started to really make that like her thing, the baby voice, you mm-hmm. know. The um, baby voice. <laughs> her like signature thing essentially, but um but yeah, so so just going back into like the Adderall 
you know, spiral and stuff. Uh, the album Visions is, like, a pretty literal title because, like, she was, like, sleep-deprived, like, you know, not eating very much and then just having Adderall. And then, you know, that's where, like, the girl, you know, you better watch your health. That's pretty much kind of where that line came from, essentially, because, like, people were like, yo, like, you're making you good okay? music, but, like, are you good? Like, <laughs> you know, you dropped out of college and you're doing a bunch of Adderall and, like, a blocked-out apartment. Like, are you good? Like, it's pretty literal, um, which is really cool, I thought. Um, mm-hmm. but like, you know, with the, she goes on this vision quest and that's where you get songs like eight and like Symphonia, uh, X, uh, I, and like skin and stuff like that. Where like, especially eight is like when I was younger, that song used to be like scary to me. Like, it's just like such a crazy fucking song. Thought you did a really good job, like, um, like with that, like, robot voice of like that's just going like try this, try this, try this. Like, I thought, like, you know, you probably play that a little bit. Oh yeah. Like, I thought, like, like doing that, and then like also like her singing on top of that, like it just like it sound like it's something that like shouldn't work, but she harmonizes with it so well with that, that it just like comes out just like pretty spectacularly. Hmm. Yeah, that's an that's an amazing song. Like I just love um I love the baby voice mixed with like that. It it's honestly I think it's like a preset from the keyboard. Like she had this like it's called the Juno a Roland Juno 8 keyboard. So that's why the song is called yeah. 8. And it's like a preset like thing you can hit on the keyboard. It makes a it makes a noise. So that's what that like try this try this. That's where that came from, which is pretty interesting. And um it, this is really like the definition of just making the most out of what you have. So the first two albums again were like she you know hitting pencils on a table. Then she got like a really good like like solid like a Juno is a really good keyboard but it's like a, it's just like a keyboard at the end of the day mm. and so she was able to make the absolute most out of like that situation and then so the album is very tribal it's very like freeing it's very beautiful um I think she really popped off on this album and she really popped off after this and um her her pathway really reminds me a lot of um Earth Eater as well another artist mm-hmm. that I think Grimes has actually made music with uh, recently. I think they're going to drop a song at some point, but basically it's like this like very obscure music. It's very experimental, like toiling underground uh, as earth eater put it in our previous uh, podcast interview, which you guys should definitely listen to. Um, but like this like volcanic, like rumbling and bumbling like underground until you finally break off into like the, um, onto the surface. And I think that with uh, the moment, that moment for Grimes didn't, quite happened with visions but it happened um right after visions so basically mm-hmm. yeah visions came out and she was like kind of like the small headliner on a couple of different stages and stuff like that she was like a indie darling and stuff like that so like it, it was it was starting to erupt and then after that is when you know um she got signed to rock nation and i think that was kind of her um real um like volcanic eruption moment because now she's signed to this legendary indie label where she has like real street like i don't want to say street credit but like um real credit you know what i mean like credibility yeah um, credibility yeah. with the hipsters and shit but then she also gets all the resources of being with jay-z so now she's in a very unique position that like pretty much no artist had ever been in um so pretty cool you know yeah it, yeah it was really cool and like honestly like 
her sign with Rock Nation and making like Art Angel like was the best thing she could have done with her career. Like this album is just like like I'm trying to think of a way to like capture it all, but like it's kind of just like like she owns her herself. Like her, she really, seems like she really knows herself mm. and is able to like show it in such a confident way with just this this upbeat music. You know what I mean? Yeah. Of just like it it just like something that like I feel like we haven't really seen of just like lyrics that are sad. But the beats are insane, which kind of reminds me of, like, what rap is now today. But, like, you know. Yeah, true. We don't have to talk about that right now. <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, like, she she's the precursor to a lot of different things. And I feel like rap is taking a lot of cues from hyperpop. And I feel like hyperpop took a lot of cues from, um, like, Grimes, for sure. And, like, PC Music and Sophie and that kind of stuff. Um, so I think she was kind of, again, like, the precursor to... I don't think there would be, like, a young KO or something without, like, Grimes having come first, uh, in my opinion. You know, mm-hmm. maybe maybe some people out there would, would disagree, but I think, um, like, the kind of music and, like, risks that she took by combining pop music with, like, this weird, you know, like, keyboard music and shit, and then putting that out is what, you know, is ultimately what, like, what what spurned hyperpop in certain ways um i think and and also like it's an interesting fact i'm going to jump ahead just a little bit and i'm going to go back to art angels but like i remember mm-hmm. she said in her in that pitchfork uh, youtube thing she basically said that um she made this this one beat for uzi vert and then like he didn't do it so then she got this taiwanese um singer pan to do it but that, that's like an interesting thing interesting again like precursor to hyperpop rap where hmm. you know she she found a weirdo <laughs> to, to she found like the one weirdo to almost you know rap over it um mm-hmm. wow that's so crazy like i had no idea that like that actually happened because like wow that really does go with what i was saying before like it does remind me of rap of today because it, it, yeah. it was almost the rap of today <laughs> it's, not, it's not it's not that far off and uh, and obviously the signing with with rock nation and everything is like you know a lot of rappers get signed to get signed to rock um but anyway um mm-hmm. the, so about the album yeah so about the album so before before art angels came out um we had a couple of different singles i remember i saw her live um a couple different times like like just to just like an aside like um i i remember seeing tv on the radio and i was walking over to go see outcast i think it was uh governor's ball Mm -hmm. and i just saw like this like person there and i'm like is that grimes and you just see her bouncing around on stage and i remember back then everybody was saying that she wasn't very good live and i was disagreeing but like I i was still like oh i'll go see outcast instead and then there was like another time where uh, me and my brother went and saw um, went to the Pitchfork Festival, and I think mm-hmm. Grimes was on before Kendrick. So me and my brother were front row for Kendrick, but we saw Grimes in the distance, and it was like the same thing. It was like this thing where I'd never seen her live, but I just had these distinct memories of like seeing her in the distance and seeing her like just jumping around on stage. It's so <laughs> weird, <laughs> like. Um, but I remember, uh, her big song then was like, um, I think it was called Go. It was a song with, uh, this producer called Blood Diamonds, uh, a white guy who changed his name, thank God, to Blood Pop, and who's now one of, like, the most sought-after producers, like, uh, like, ever. He worked with Justin Bieber and all these other, uh, Ariana Grande, all these other artists. She also made a song with Jack Antonoff, uh, called Entropy, Entropy. And then she made Reality, which is the song that which is on Art Angels. Uh, it was like a demo. You should definitely check that out. Everybody out there should definitely check out the Reality demo. I think it's even better than the album version. But um, so now Art Angels basically is this album where um, she's at the point again where she has all these resources, all the street credibility uh, or like indie credibility, and like she's ready to make the album that she's wanted to make for a while, essentially. And and the way that I see this album is like. It, it, it's really a meeting ground between the two types of music we love the most over here, which is um, perfect pop 
and I want to do whatever the fuck I want, suck my dick music, essentially. That's <laughs> what I put. Yeah, yeah but... You know, it's, it's what I put in my notes. Love that genre. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, Spirit of the Beehive, Arca, um, mm. you know, I, I'm going to do whatever I want. You can't tell me what to do. Fuck you. I'm an, on an independent label. I don't, like, I don't care what you have to say. And then also, but like with pop sensibilities. So it's a real, real interesting meeting ground because it could like a song like California um, could definitely be on the radio, could definitely be on like a Z100. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No. Yeah. It it was nuts. Like, because I literally, it was literally the first time I've heard California and like, I was just like, what the fuck is this? This is like amazing. Like her lyrics are just insane on there. Like, uh, I like the one thing, but like uh, commodifying all the pain. And it, it's just such so interesting. It just like it brings up the thing of like, it, can you make art without pain? And Grimes went through a lot of pain. She's able to make this something like such like something that's so badass, right? You know what I mean? Um, when you get bored of me, I'll be back on the shelf. Mm-hmm. Like I thought that was like a sick line too. Just like especially for like California, because like it seems like like it's such like a Barbie type of like place of just like you know a lot of plastic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, and like it's just like um, it does like like it's just true to Grimes of, of like the themes of just like where she wants to be like in this relationship, but she feels like she's not like the main person in the relationship. Mm. And but she does it in such like a, a great way on this song that just so confident, like how like she kind of owns it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's very it's very cool it, in a way that a great pop star does because on like yeah like on Vanessa it was very like oh I'm not sure of myself I don't know eh, whatever and then like the album before um certain songs it was like a a very like almost like a fragile kind of like you know like thing where it's like unsure of herself this album is more like all right well if you didn't wipe me up now like you're gonna be regretting it because i'm gonna be on the cover of every magazine that you're gonna see like you know what i mean like you fucked up like that's all it is like this is her real like i'm on a yacht i'm popping champagne moment you know what i mean like this is like i i'm i'm good (laughs) like i'm set like i'm you know even if even if this music shit doesn't work out like i'm going to be a celebrity at this point like kind of where she's at um the production value is so high and like the music is so good but thankfully this album was good because then we get you know pop more pop music like butterfly is a really great song um reality as i said is a really great song and then kind of like the more fuck you moments i actually hate the song scream but again i respect her for just like all right i'm gonna just find this random ass taiwanese artist on soundcloud that i love and i'm gonna put her on the album and that's it like you can't tell me i can't you know i think that's Mm -hmm. sick no, yeah, like, it's, she does a really good job, like, like, I don't know, like, you see a lot of artists, like, they always fall into, like, some traps of, like, oh, once I'm with this label, I need to make this certain type of music, I need to make it sound like this certain type of stuff, but like you said, like, she really, like, bursts through that envelope and that glass ceiling and just, like, just does whatever the fuck she wants, which is, like, great art, you know, because, like, it's just something so personal that she can really just, like, express to the fullest. Yep, and, uh, let's see, let's play, I'm gonna play Scream real quick and <laughs> play that song right quick. It's a wild song. Um... Okay, so now we're back from playing Scream. Uh... Yeah, really odd song. But anyway, moving on. Um, as I said, this is a perfect middle ground between perfect pop and I, you know, I'm gonna do whatever I want type music. And the, my favorite two songs are in the dead center of that um, spectrum. The song "Kilver's Main" I want to talk about first. Um, what did you think about that one? 
Um, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, <laughs> I, I liked how, um, the classic Troy response. <laughs> yeah, I, thought it, I thought it was pretty good. You know, yeah, yeah. it was pretty good. No, but um, yeah, I, I did really like. Um, I really did like the song a lot. Like, I thought it was uh, the chorus was just very catchy. Um, I liked uh, when I first heard it. I was just like, "What is this really about?" But then I realized, like, oh, she's like parodying of like being a man, like you know, who doesn't behave, mm-hmm. and like it kind of it kind of reminded me of Austin Powers. A <laughs> <bit>. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Oh, behave! <laughs> very, very, very goofy. Yeah, That's true. <laughs> yeah, it was it was very goofy. Like one of the notes I have on there, I'm just like, "Lady Killers." <laughs> yeah, yeah, like. But uh, what did you think of the song? Kilver's Kill- Mame was definitely one of my favorites when I was um, when the album first came out. This is like my um, I don't want to say I, don't, I was never an incel, but when I was in college, when I didn't have very many friends, and I, <laughs> and I was just shooting and missing, like trying to get girls, or whatever. After a while, I was like, all right, well, mm. nobody wants Back me. Home. I'm gonna just listen yeah. to Grimes. That's kind of where you I was. Became at. the Riddler. <laughs> yeah. You became the Riddler. Not the Riddler. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm saying. You're 500 followers. I was more like Batman. Like, I was not. Yeah, I was more like Batman, where I was shooting my shot and it wasn't working. (laughs) 500 followers. All right, wait, let's, okay, I'm going to read some lyrics from, from uh, Kilver's name in just a second, but maybe let's take a quick detour into Batman, because that, that shit was so funny. When they're like, oh my god, he has 500 followers. I was like, weak ass numbers. Yo, Gordon, come over here. You gotta check this kid's ratio. (laughs) Gotta check his analytics. His five hundred followers. He's a fucking killer. (laughs) Those were the parts of the movie where I downgraded it from like an A plus to like an A minus or B plus because I was like, that is so goofy. (laughs) Like, (laughs) what you didn't like? um, His only FaceTiming the Riddler's only uh, Batman. No, that shit was so (laughs) funny. Me and Ryan were dying, were laughing so hard when it's like the FaceTime with the Riddler and you see in the top left of the screen, it's <laughs> like Batman's face, just like sitting there. That shit was so Looks funny. Like a fucking filter. <laughs> I know. Yeah, like the LeBron filter, like this, that Snoop Dogg filter that you always see on Explorer. Where it's like, what? And it's like, oh, shit. Like, oh, shit. Or the fucking, uh, the Shrek one, when you have Shrek like chilling, like. On your shoulder? Like, at, on your shoulder, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that was really funny. And that, yeah, cleverly, somebody pointed out on Instagram immediately, It's uh, that movie is the, a classic case of Volcel versus Incel. Because Batman is definitely Volcel. Because Batman can get whatever he wants, but he's like, ah, I'd rather I'm fight here. crime, right? He's just like, I'm, I'm going through it. Uh, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, the other guy, there's no <laughs> chance of him getting pussy. Not even, not even a little bit. Not even a little. Like, man. But overall, though, a good movie. I will say, those parts were goofy, but like I thought... They did a solid job, like on with with Batman, like especially like with the the whole city. I thought it looked really cool, mm-hmm. like everything, like like all the themes and shit were dope. But um, we'll, we'll maybe we should put a pin in this until. Well, yeah, I want I wanted to say um, which would be a good transition into the next track, pin, um, which is my favorite. I think my second favorite all times crime song. That would have been a good transition, but I'm gonna ruin the momentum really quick. I'm gonna say spoiler for Batman really quick. I just wanted to do my impression. This is Batman at the end of the movie, uh, where where Catwoman is like, "Oh, come with me" or whatever, and Batman is like, "Oh, I don't know if I can." Right? He gets basically caught blocked mm-hmm. by the bat symbol. Um, this is my impression, real quick, of Batman um, trying to get some before they separate. <clears throat> All right, ready? Yeah, let's hear it. <clears throat> Come on, just just suck it a little bit, just a little bit. Come on, real quick. 
All right. So now we can move on. <laughs> just a little. Just a little just bit. A little. Just a little bit. Please. Please. Come on. I helped you find your friend. Please. <laughs> okay. The, the graveyard is not the proper setting, but come on. Just, just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. Come on. Come on. Help a little vengeance over here. A little, a little vengeance. Just a little bit. All right. So now we're going to move on. <laughs> I'm practicing that one all day. Um, so now let's move on. <laughs> Transition oh, into man. pin. Maybe a little sound cue. Uh, <laughs> and okay. So pin is definitely my favorite grime song. Uh, I was reading back I was reading back on my review of um, Art Angels that I wrote last year, and I think I put it pretty eloquently, if I do say so myself, a little pat on the back, uh, mm. that it's like a real like spinning plates act that she just like perfects, you know? It's like all these different elements and all these different, like, there's acoustic guitars, electric guitars, there's like pretty much every genre she's ever experimented except for like Baroque or string music is on this song. And it all ends up like perfectly just perfectly done like you know sorry i don't have much notes on pin that's okay that's my well it's my favorite song but anyway so yeah let's put a, no, the, yeah oh go ahead we'll put a pin on that yeah let's put a <laughs> let's put a pin in that and um so so now th- this is what i have in my notes so i said visions is like a journey um this is like the pot of gold at the end this is kind of the boon the kind of reward for all the hard work uh visions is a lot of toiling a lot of like uh, you know under stress from the management to put something out at least that's how the story goes um, so at this point, it's really odd to exactly see where Grimes goes because it's almost like she kind of peaked with Art Angels, you know, creatively. Um, she mm. doesn't see it as, she doesn't see it as such. I, she says that, uh, Miss Anthropocene is her best album, uh, which I yeah, d- highly disagree with, which we'll get into in a second. Um, but, you know, I think Art Angels is like really like, again, she, she was able to combine, Everything she did on Vision so well, she was able to appeal to the pop mainstream, get all these streams. She did it. She did everything flawlessly, perfectly. Like she killed it. Like a plus. Like I love this album so much. But then, um, you know, we start to actually. I, I, yeah, I, maybe I'll go back for just one second. I forgot to say uh, for Kill vs. Mame. I just wanted to read one of the lyrics from that because like th- this this goes into like her being able to do whatever she wants while still making a catchy song. Um, uh, B-E-H-A-A-V, Arrest Us, Italiana Mobster, Looking So Precious. So this is a song, this is a song where Grimes, uh, is a vampire mobster. Yeah. <laughs> She's a vampire mobster. Wait, what? Yeah. Wait, hang on, hang on, hang on. What? Kill. Is that what, that's. Yeah, essentially it's like, uh, it's like, kill is one mobster and meme is a, a different mobster. Yeah. So, like. This is what I'm saying. Grimes was at the peak. Like, she was able to do carte blanche literally whatever she wanted. And it was, like, fire. Like, that's what I... This is... This is a point in her career where she would... She would theme a whole song after, like, this fake vampire mobster, like, movie or something. And and the people around here would just be like, Okay, Grimes, like, whatever. Like, you can do that. The song is still good. You know? In my case, I'm not going to get too deep into the lore. I'm sure some of her fans will, but I'm just like, all right, I don't really care about that. The song is good, you know. I honestly, I'm I'm like shocked that you're like vampire because like I, she didn't even say. Did she say that in the thing? No, she doesn't even say. Yeah, she doesn't say vampire in the song. It, it might not be in the lyrics, but essentially, um, that's like that was her her concept of the song. Uh, like she really she said that previously, like in a different interview or something. She said it's like an, uh, a vampire. 
uh, mobster song. Anyway. So, so you're saying my note of Lady Killers was right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, yeah. It makes sense. Um, oh my god. But you can see also... Damn, I'm, I'm on one today. <laughs> yeah, you, you can see in the... Prog- it's very interesting to see. Like, at this point, she can do whatever she wants. Carte Blanche. Next, the next album, Miss Anthropocene, <laughs> is where she really goes off the rails because the whole entire album is themed. It's like, she's like, okay, I was able to do that over there. This album, it's like, you really have to kind of understand the lore to get it. And even at that point, it's like, kind of a shitty album. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I... Hmm. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. I wouldn't say it's like a shitty album, but it definitely is like a mixed bag. It's mid. Where like, yeah, like it's it just like, I don't know. It's just like, I feel like Arch, uh, Art Angel was like such a, um, it was such a complete project where like every song kind of built on itself. And like, with like it's like, sure, like a song will go off on like a tangent, but it'll always be like remain loyal to like the main like story of it i guess yeah but like yeah with this it's just like i don't know just like like sonically like there's just so many songs on here that are just like not really like vibing together if you know what i mean yeah and they were recorded at different points i think certain songs like violence and 4am and stuff were recorded in 2019 and then other songs were recorded in like 2020 or whatever like it's like all like different headspaces and stuff but essentially the 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 um thrust of the album or the theme of the album is is this misanthropocene which is like uh, a misanthrope is a person who hates humans and then an anthropocene is uh um man-made climate change that's what she said in again like i, I hate to keep saying the same fucking sentence over and over this youtube pitchfork video is what she said because uh, i don't want to <laughs> all the same video this sounds like a really good video you guys should it's, check a, pitchfork. it's a great video so so my research was a combination of that her wikipedia and just my my general knowledge of it uh, that's where I got the vampire thing from. Anyway, um, that's basically what the, the the theme of the album is. And, it, like, if you look, it's, like, a computer or something like that. And, like, there's, like, whatever. So, like, th- there's, like, these gods or something that are, like, designing, like, the characters in this, like, fake world or something. And, and the whole thing, the whole the whole thing is, like, there's, like, these gods that are creating climate change to kill, like, all the humans. And Grimes' character or Grimes is, like, the only thing that can stop these things, essentially. So each song is kind of like a, um, some sort of like a weird, like, you know, she's like killing these like gods. Um, really? Oh my God. Wow. Okay. Maybe, maybe I'm not on one today. Uh, that, that, that flew over my head. It probably flew over your head <laughs> because the album is not that good. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. That was her goal. It, the, the thing, the thing with these albums, like when you, when I review albums and like when you review albums, like I'm sure one of the things mm. that you should always look at is, um, intent. You know what I mean, or like, or or what is the artist um, trying to accomplish? And it like, let's say like uh, maybe like a let's say like a Little Wayne album, right? Maybe Little Wayne is just coming out there just mm. to continue to prove that he's relevant and continue to spit some verses and have some good features. It's very low stakes, you know. He might accomplish that goal, but it's you're not going to get like a ten out of ten because it's like low stakes, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, and like, what's he going to do to change up his sound that much to make it like you know, yeah, for it to be a higher stake? Correct. No, it's, so this album, I will say, has higher stakes if you put it in that like in that definition. Mm-hmm. But she misses. It doesn't. Yeah, yeah, it misses. It might equal out to like the Little Wayne album. Like, let's say Little Wayne is a six out of ten. This might also be a six out of ten or like a seven out of ten because she mm-hmm. she makes these lofty, crazy goals for herself. And she's unable to hit the mark on certain things. Like, like again, like, to the average person, like, to you, like, you didn't know any of that. And that's the whole theme of the album. So, like, a, con- a good concept album, like, The Pimple Butterfly 
or like uh, even like Blonde or something where it's like a, a sonic journal. Like you understand that just from just from listening to it or just for looking at the artwork and or like Cardi. Like that's a good con- that's a decent like a loose concept album where mm-hmm. he's like a vampire. You understand that it's it's obvious, you know? Oh yeah, because he actually says it. You know, he also has like multiple songs where like those are in the lyrics. Like right, like Metamorphosis. Yeah, plus like yeah, yeah, Metamorphosis and like plus like. Like it, you know. Like plus, like that stuff goes with the themes of vampire stuff. I feel like on that album, like it's very dark. It's very like sinister. Very like like you know, use the classic uh, vamp anthem that they mm-hmm. hear in, like vampire like movies and stuff. Like yep. like his yeah his. I feel like in his definition of like the Lil Wayne uh, metaphor, mm-hmm. he 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 got a Carter three right there. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's it's amazing. That, like that was good for sure because this is like a. Grimes is like Carter Four. <laughs> yeah, it is. This is absolutely Carter Four because w- that's a really good, that's a super good point because Carter Three, it's not, it's a little bit of a different thing. It's not necessarily high stakes, but it really did change the game because, like, you know, like having T Pain on the song and like, um, like Pussy Monster, like all these things are like kind of weird and like risky and like kind of like not like Miss Officer and stuff. A song, uh, a concept song about mm-hmm. a, an officer that pulls you over and you have sex with her. Like it's just a bunch of really good <laughs> <laughs> pop rap songs. And like it's like mm-hmm. kind of like risky. It's kind of like oh shit, like a little bit like oh like new. Sh- you know, like new, new ideas, something new. New having also like having like gospel like on the Carter 32 like like having like using like a choir like like it kind of reminded me of like a like Kanye's like graduation mm-hmm. album except like on some of the songs. Yep. But like more of the Lil Wayne flavor on top of that. Like this, I mean, this definitely had a lot of grime, a lot of grime flavor. It's very grimy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, so this is definitely like her Carter Four, where it's like a bit of a scatter shot. Like you can tell the songs were, you know, maybe she she, she needs she needs she feels the need to overexplain and and put all these band aids all over this because it's not as easy to explain as Visions or or Art Angels, where it's like yeah, it's just fucking good music. But like um, this also. Uh, I, I think the weirdest thing about this album is like there was this there was marketing like it was like graffiti and like billboards where it would say um, climate change is good, and <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> like if Grimes wasn't dating Elon Musk, she might be able to pull that off. You see what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, considering he ruins the environment every single day, <laughs> more and more. <laughs> what do you mean, man? Teslas, uh, they don't. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> When they break, yeah, that's a lot of uh, pollution. But like, when, you know, for the twenty five percent of them that work, you know, yeah, uh, yeah, all the, all the lithium mining that he does and stuff. I'm sure that's good for the environment. It's very good, man. I mean, we, got, we can build little mountains with it. You know, animals can live in it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, the climate change is a good thing. It 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 came off very. It came off weird because number one, it's like she didn't really market it properly, and she didn't really like she went a little bit too ambitious with it to where nobody understands that the concept of the out al- that's like from the perspective of those gods right Con- you know climate change is good because climate change is going to kill all the humans but then it's like oh not so fast you know i'm grimes i'm gonna you know i'm gonna stop that or whatever but that that, mm-hmm. that doesn't really come into play because the album is such a fucking mess but going through um she had a kid you know as the album was coming out uh named it X. Yeah, how would you pronounce that? Ah, it's like, hold on, I can look it up real quick. Let me... Because, like, there's a song in here called 4AM that, like, mm-hmm. you know, is, is the same A thing. So, I guess, would it be, like, XA... Because it's, like, a Alex or something, right? Like, that's, like, his like his real name, right? Yeah, or, I'm going to look up how to pronounce this. Um, uh, X, uh, Ash, um, A12. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's X, uh. Ash, A12. 
which AE, I'm not sure exactly what that is, but A12 is a, is a fighter jet. Yeah. <laughs> so just like the album, it you can explain it, but it's the dumbest shit of all time. But if you got to explain it, then like, is it that good? If you right, <laughs> you if, know what I mean. If his like, name was like, imagine his name was something cool. Like, say it was like, uh, like I don't know, like Troy. Yeah, like Troy, right? You look at you know you look at the name Troy, and you're like, that's kind of a mid name, but it's like it's you know, <laughs> you know. But like, I'm not going around being like, oh Troy, you know Troy, like you know from like High School Musical or the guy who, who's on Sports Center, or you know, like I don't have to explain that. Like, Here, like, oh, perfect Troy, example, Troy. looping back into Cardi, Onyx, sick name, absolutely mm-hmm. sick name, right? Just a plus name, whole lot of red, a plus <laughs> album. This she had the kid. Very confusing name. What does that mean? <laughs> you have to explain it, and it still makes no sense. Just like the album. So now you, <laughs> so now we get in deeper, and there are a bunch of really good songs on this album. I will say right off the bat, "Delete mm-hmm. Forever" I think is an excellent song. Love that song. It's actually that's actually one of my favorite songs that she's made. Uh, I, I really like um, the, like the beat of it. I, I like how like it kind of sounds like a '90s song too. Mm-hmm. It does. Um, yeah. Plus, I like like just the lyrics in there are just like they're they're really good. Like it just like. Like, in this, I mean, what I thought was a relationship song, apparently it's about climate change. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this one is actually about her friend overdosing on heroin. So, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, okay. That makes, okay, that makes sense. Because, like, cause, like I'm, in this song, like, I really liked how, like, the relationship she, she had with this person is that, like, you know, like, when I'm, like, happy and, like, doing well, that's when you're doing bad. Mm. And, like, when you're, like, I'm doing bad, like, you're doing well. And it's just, like, how are you supposed to make a relationship work like that? Mm. Like, you know, like, friendship or or so on. Intimate, yeah. Plus, plus the chorus is fucking killer on here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a really good one. I see everything. I see. That's a great one. Yeah, the melody's hey, now amazing. I see, now I see the God. Now I see the God thing. I see everything. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> true. I mean, that's that's true. It makes sense. And then 4AM, obviously, that's one of my, probably, like, it's, like, uh, like top five or top ten grime songs for me. I think 4AM is an amazing, amazing song. Uh, really? Why? I love how fast-paced it is. I love how it's, like, 140 BPMs. I love the the drop. Um, I love her, like, super frantic delivery. I love how, like... Um, uh, like it's like inspired by like almost like world music. Uh, I hate to use that term; it's very outdated. It's almost like a racist term at this point. But like that kind of mm-hmm. like uh, you can't pin it down. You can't quite pin. You mean globe music? Yeah, like glo- yeah, global music as the Grammys <laughs> call it. It's like the same thing that MIA does, where it's just like uh, you don't know exactly where it's wh- what part of the world it's coming from, but it just sounds fucking awesome. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I I know what you mean. And plus, like like you know, I, I like the lyrics too on this one as well. Like um, plus like her delivery, like you were saying, was like super fast and how the song is fast because you know it's 4 a.m and what this person like hits her up could be her ex or something Mm -hmm. it just hits up with some like random ass like one liner like not even a one liner just like a random ass like trying to get to have a conversation it's like how's the weather baby you know like hey how you doing have you been hi like like you're in town i'm in town let's meet up like right now because it's 4 a.m and we have to get this done now or i'm going to sleep yeah 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 (laughs) It's probably probably for, for any any women that are listening that use that also use Instagram. I'm sure they're very familiar with the, the song. Uh, tons of guys, I'm sure, are just like, "Hey, hey, what's going on? Hey, hey, you know, 4 a.m. You just <laughs> 4 a.m. Hey, have you been? It's been a while. 
Yeah. At like five, thirteen. <laughs> it's like, right? It's just like, <laughs> what the fuck? Some dude pretending not to be fucked up texting you. <laughs> yeah, I'm not fucked up at all. And then, um, but then like violence is a little bit basic. That's where, uh, we start to get into her newer singles, which we'll get into in a second. But like, that's that violence is like kind of a basic song, but it's good. Mm-hmm. Honestly, violence reminded me a lot of like her previous works you know just the way that it was produced mm. like she she had her ghostly singing again on there and like you know she kind of talked about like you know the toxic relationship that uh, she was in in that song mm-hmm. which i'm like okay like you you've been here we've done that like i thought like th- this would be like a different grind with like a different perspective you know yeah yeah exactly it's a little bit treading in the same old territory and the same old sounds or whatever, but it's probably because mm-hmm. it was recorded. It was recorded back then too. It was recorded like 2018, 2019, and it was released then too, which is weird. And it ended up here anyway. Um, but then like Adoru mm-hmm. is kind of a weird song. That's like a seven minute like. So I think I I put on your playlist that I gave to you. I put it like the algorithm version, but Adoru is like um it's like a seven minute closer, and that song is really weird. Um, but I I I like it. It's just like this like very incessant keyboard thing. It's like Dah! that's how the beat goes yeah i wrote notes on it but like i don't know where they went but like yeah i i see what you mean i'm listening right now it's pretty good yeah Ooh. it's very spacey you know i guess this one's more of more of the god <laughs> category <laughs> this reminds me this reminds me of like it reminds me of visions just like kind of doing whatever she wants and then uh like very like low fi um but then like new gods is horrible i think before the fever is terrible I think My Name is Dark is pretty boring. Um, Dark Side is pretty boring. Um, just overall, it's like a very mixed bag of, of genres, of vocal takes, of everything. Um, it's a f- mess. Mm. Yeah, yeah. she's definitely missing like focus on this album. Like, like she has like you know, like we said like earlier, like she has like some good songs on here, mm-hmm. but it's just like surrounded by like songs that we just don't really care for or don't even match the same vibe as the song that just played you know yeah but um yeah so i think like i don't know uh, it would have definitely helped if she would have like made this album all in the same t- around the same time yeah but the way that she yeah, made visions just, she made visions in seven days and it's just so clear that all those songs were made in the same time period you know what i mean it's like a, vi- a vision it's a real vision like that, mm-hmm. that's why i think yeah. that album is so good and it stands the test of time mm-hmm. yeah plus like um everything was able to just flow in nicely together like it, it really did feel like a complete project and this felt like I don't know, like just like a weird movie of just like, oh, this is like really fast now, and now it's like really slow. Now it's just like, what the fuck am I even watching anymore? Yeah, but yeah, so exactly. But now, uh, this is when we start to move into the real, uh, I don't want to say downfall of Grimes because I think she can be saved, but this is her era where the music and the subject matter is at an all time basic and all time low level. But if you watch the music videos, the music videos are insane like the music video for player of games is like a star like a star wars movie like it's in fucking sane compared to like uh oblivion which was honestly so much more effective and so much more lo-fi but it was like 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 the the music video for oblivion is basically just her with her headphones on um just you know listening to her own song and it's a song basically about um uh, being in these male-dominated spaces and 
like conquering essentially and just kind of like being herself in these male dominated spaces and that's why it's like uh she's at like a um motocross rally she's at a soccer game and she's in a locker room with all these muscle dudes and she just has her headphones on and she's just kind of like jamming out one of my favorite videos of all time it's so low stakes and so like and not so low stakes it's so low like low produ- low production value low production value but like you know very good um yeah, very good art. Amazing. You know? It had a good message. Right, yeah. exactly. And then, but like, Player of Games is like cool looking, but it's like sh- kind of shit. Like, it's like, I don't know how to describe it. It's like, it's just like kind of like a bunch of shit. It's like a bunch of like CGI shit. It's just a bunch of shit. Yeah. Um. Here, let me see. Because I know you, you were like, oh, like, um, the lyrics are like fucking like kind of weird, but I'm about to look them up now. Yeah. Let's see. Like it looks sick. Like the, the the visuals are amazing, and it looks expensive, and it looks like if 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 it were to a better song, it, the video would have been mm-hmm. better. Yeah, yeah. Plus, like I, I feel like a player of games is and uh, that other song. What's it called again? The Shimmy Shimigami Eyes. Shimigami Eyes. Like I feel like like it's just such a different version of Grimes that like we've seen to this point. Because mm-hmm. I feel like um like like in these songs like she tries to go for like. Just simple like like hyper pop like club bangers rather than like something that's like super like about herself like personal into like you know alternative rock. Now it's like she just completely changes genres on these two tracks. Yeah, it just sounds like it sounds like EDM. Like it really just straight up sounds like EDM. And player of games, honestly, the the beats of these two songs are not terrible. Like the beats are good, but they're just not. They'd be. They would be fine in like a spinning records like uh like playlist like like on, like you go on Spotify you go to like Best New Music Friday and it's like some random EDF song EDM song by like Seth Sex, like Seth uh, Troxler or like Diplo or something and it's like all right this sounds pretty good but it's like a throwaway like EDM whatever it would sound cool mm-hmm. in a club set but it's like it will not stand the test of time very mm-hmm. yeah it's, limited shelf life it, yeah it's like one of those songs you put in the playlist that are just like you know just came out this year that you're gonna have on there that's probably not gonna make it to the next year's playlist mm-hmm. party playlist but um yeah dude, i'm looking at these lyrics now for players of games jesus uh i'm in love with the greatest gamer but he'll <laughs> always <laughs> he'll always love the game more than he loves me oh my god <laughs> well, regre- that sounds like something off She's that sounds like a Reddit line, dude. That's like, yeah. like I'm 15 and this is deep. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty bad. Like, I'm over the greatest gamer. Come on, yeah. come on, Grimes. Yeah, she could be better than that. She can do way better than that. I, I think Fantano gave this like number eight worst song of the year. And just for the beat, I don't know if I would. <laughs> I don't know if I could do that. I don't know. The lyrics are are pretty cringe. Yeah. The lyrics are pretty cringe, and the chorus is bad. Like the player of games, I don't. I'm not. It's, yeah, it's unimpressive, but it's like without reading into the lyrics, it's like an, oh, it's like a mid EDM song, like a, again, like a shitty Diplo song or something. Like mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it, it it just seems like she totally is like switching up to EDM. So mm-hmm. I wonder what this new album is really gonna have. But uh, we'll we'll go into that after we talked about uh. Yeah, Shinigami Eyes. So I think Shinigami Eyes. Have you ever Shinigami seen the meme Shinigami. where it's like, uh, it's like the guy, like the I, everybody's seen this meme where it's like the anime guy's eyes and they go like all red and like it makes that like shin like sound. Yes, I mean everybody has that. Like uh, everyone knows of that. And then like uh, Hassan has that on his fucking Twitter profile picture. Yeah, that's what that, that's what Shinigami Eyes are. I believe, from what I understand, <laughs> it's like a it's like a phenomenon in like anime. It's like a, or or a certain anime or something. A certain. It's Shimigami Eyes. It's like a that's the, that's that's the name for that meme. Basically. Oh, you know what it is? It's a it's a Death Note uh, reference. Yeah, oh, that's pretty cool. 
Shingen allow the person to see how long everyone around them has left uh, to live at the cost of half of their own lifespan. Oh, my bad. Oh, okay. I, I totally fucked it up. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, like, um, but it is from um, an anime and, like, from Death Note, too. Like, Death Note is, like, really good. The anime is great. The, the movie that, that Netflix made was awful, but, like, yeah. the show was fucking phenomenal. Yeah, it's a great show. I think I think on the cover of the uh, single, she has, like, those, like, anim- the red anime eyes. So that's why I got a bit confused, but... Uh, yeah, thanks for looking that up and clarifying. Um, but yeah, um, I personally wish that, you know, c- continue to raise your kid, do your thing. Even if you want to incorporate, like, being a mother on the album, cool. But, like, take these songs and throw them in the garbage. And <laughs> and just meditate. You have enough money. You have enough money from Elon Musk. Like, enough, um, I don't know what alimony, I guess it would be, or child support payments, whatever. You have enough money that you can go away on a silent retreat for, like, a month. Like as Adam Miller said on the on the previous podcast or two podcasts ago, uh, his wife went on a, a silent retreat um, for ten days, and it did her a world of, you know, yeah, different wonders. Grime, um, Grimes, do, I mean, the same, I, do the same. Yeah, um, she definitely does. I feel like um, she definitely needs kind of like a return to to center, I guess, in lack of better words, because mm-hmm. it's just like um, I mean, just look at these lyrics. Like I feel like it's not really about her in specifically because i think like her strongest like ability is able to present herself in a way um that like is very true and honest and in these songs like it's a lot of like flash but it's not a lot of substance to where like we're, we get to know more about her yeah and and honestly i wouldn't it's okay if she wants to make pop music like like i feel like Every artist goes through this cycle where they get so big that now they just want to make pop music. Um, Charlie XCX is doing that now, where it's like, oh, I don't want to. It's a phenomenon that's going across all the pop, the whole pop sphere, where they're like, I don't want to make personal music anymore. It's really interesting. Um, but like Misky, obviously, we talked about, you know, on the last couple podcasts, um, Misky, you know, getting more of like way more like general with her lyricism and like not getting too personal with it. Um, but. I, I think everybody kind of goes through these cycles depending on who the artist is. Um, for the most part, every most pop artists go through these cycles where they, they start off very, you know, low stakes and lo-fi and it's like whatever and then it's kind of cool mm-hmm. and like interesting and like cult fan base and then you and then now you're just like making kind of general pop music. That's kind of where she is now. It's fine if she wants to make general pop music or like produced pop music or something. She doesn't have to go back into the vision days where she's like making this like weird music for, you know, for for her group of friends or something, but it's like, um, Mm -hmm. she needs to just like, I, in my personal opinion, I think she needs to get a babysitter for 10 days, go on a silent retreat, no phone, no anything, no pictures of Elon Musk, no influence Mm -hmm. from the outside. And just like, fucking, just just you, your thoughts in a dark room. Exactly. With a lot of Adderall. Yeah. With a lot of Adderall. (laughs) Visions too, baby. We're doing it again. Visions too, baby. Black out the windows again. Let's go. I mean, I don't know, you know, like, I, I just feel like, 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 I mean, because Grimes, like, I don't know, like, now, like, she's, like, more famous than ever, and now, like, it's getting to the point of her career where, like, she's getting more famous for, like, the weird shit she does than the, the music. actual music itself. Yeah. yeah. Once, she, once she started dating Elon Musk, she became almost like, a, like, the way that Julia Fox is now, where uh, a temporary household name, I'd say... Like I think my maybe like my aunt or something would know who Grimes is just from tabloids like two years ago, but maybe not anymore. Just in the mm-hmm. same way that she would know who Julia Fox is right now, because it's like, oh, Kim Kardashian, you know, feuding with Julia Fox, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like oh, like Grimes, like that's that uh, Elon Musk girlfriend. Right. That's who that is. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. She. Yeah. You know. 
Yeah. Like, um, it's it's like that. And it's like, oh, oh, you mean the girl who read the Communist Manifesto upside down? Yeah, I know her. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> she's more known for her stunts and her um, TikToks where she's like, you know, uh, communism would be really great if it was automated by robots or whatever. Oh, my God. Right. It's like we need to bring communism and technology together. And it's just like, what? Like, Yeah, you've been spending way too much time with uh, Elon Musk. And I think, th- for, I think honestly, that's like really like her just trying to cope. Like it's like it's, it's just it's, it's coping. It's just like I'm with this guy who's like, you know, doing these like really bad things with the environment. And like he's very unethical and this and that. And he's automating like, you know, uh, human labor out of existence and all these very unethical things. But I think she was trying mm. to be like, well, I'm still a communist. I still believe these things. I'm still cool. I'm still this. I'm still that. Uh, you know, and I live in this like sci-fi universe in my head. So I need to like cope and, and reconcile these two things. And it just, it comes together very awkwardly. Um, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't come off as a, as genuine as it did in the past. Like, at least that's what I noticed. Um, just like her actions of today versus like what she was kind of saying on like either like Art Angel or on Visions of just like, always worried about like selling out or like trying to appeal to the masses rather than trying to like appeal to ourselves, you know? Yeah. Now she's just kind of there and it's just like, you know, her TikToks are more entertaining than her music. It's really kind of sad, but, um, I don't want to, I don't want to end it off on a sad note and on a, a Grimes dissing note again, yesterday was, mm-hmm. uh, or two days ago was international women's day. So let's, uh, you know, su- support our women, that kind of thing. Oh yeah. No, totally. I mean, at the end of the day, like, um, I mean, after going through like her discography and just hearing like the facts that you had lined up, I mean, I really do have a deeper appreciation of Grimes. Like now, like, like when you first started out, I was just like, man, fuck Grimes. But now I'm just like, <laughs> Now I'm just like, all right, I'm kind of more on your side now. Like I, I see, I see what happened. You know, like I, I like have like, like kind of like the same relationship with, with like Kanye. It's just like I've seen you move like throughout the years. Now, now it's just like I, it makes sense of where you're at right now. But let's like try to reel it back a little bit to like, you know, just to focus more on the music rather than everything else. Except, you know, take care of your kid. That, that That's very important. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I, yeah, <laughs> exactly. There's a lot of, there's a lot of parallels with these people. Uh, it's really interesting. Like, especially like, like Julia Fox, like in the way that like, she like very clearly like hustled Kanye. And then I kind of feel like almost like Elon kind of like hustled her like in a certain way. Uh, I mean, I feel like they're kind of hustling each other, right? I mean, like he is like a billionaire, right? Like, yeah. Like, like. You know what I mean? True. Like, she, she, she's she, living at his house for free. I guess so. Anyway, yeah. Again, not, not to end it off on a, on like a sour note, but yeah. No, there, there's no, definitely but like there's really interesting parallels you can draw between uh, all these types of people. But I feel like what I feel like what Grimes needs to do, uh, if I was in her shoes or I was like her manager or I was like you know in her thoughts or something, you know, if I had some sort of influence to talk, if Grimes was listening now, I would tell her to try and. Um, try and try and think of yourself not as like a pop star but try and think of yourself back in like that those college days when you're like listening to like watching obscure movies listening to obscure music being influenced by these really obscure things that people don't know about and take those Mm -hmm. things and bring them into the mainstream that you're at now in the same way that like dorian electra does and like you know again like earth Mm -hmm. eater like people like that where it's like or even like Bjork, like Bjork, I think the, Bjork is the perfect model for this, where it's like, she never, she made albums that were bad, but it's never because she like sold out. It's always because she like went a little bit too far. But even now, up until now, like Utopia is an amazing album and Volnicura is an amazing album. And you can still take those like post breakup and, and, and child support things and make them interesting and make them artful. But like, make the album that you want to make and make it really artful and, and, and 
make it influenced by these things that people aren't really familiar with. Like, you know, don't go so surface level with it. There's no mm-hmm. reason to do that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, stay true to yourself, uh, Grimes. You know, because I know you're listening. Um, <laughs> but yeah, stay true to yourself, and like, you know, like, because um, at the end of the day, like, you're an amazing artist, and it's just like your discography. You know, that, that's enough credit. You know, we all agree that you're an amazing artist. So let's just like focus on on that instead of like a hundred things. Because I feel like when you focus on a hundred things, that's when you come out with um, the two. last album. The- <laughs> Don to two. Uh, what was the name of the last one? And uh, Miss Anthropocene. Miss Anthropocene. Like because that's when you get it. When like it's not focused, and then you, you know you start it, you stop, and then come back years later, start it again, stop, and then you're like, oh, I have this another idea, but it doesn't really work with the old idea. But whatever, I'll just put them both on the same one because whatever. Yeah. Like, but yeah, like I feel like um yeah definitely just like have more focus. You know, we all believe in you, and the next album, you know still pretty excited about what, what it's gonna be like you know even if it is fully pop you know hope that it's like really great uh pop edm music yeah i mean you can always like the way that the weekend did it like like very conceptual very weird and that kind of thing but like you know and it's and, it's, and it is like you, you can put it on the radio or something or at a party and it doesn't really stand out as being weird or something but it's like it is weird you know you can do that you know you can be like the, mm-hmm. be, be like the weekend be more like the weekend and like really like or like or like kanye and donda where it's like yeah, mainstream, quote-unquote mainstream music, but it's, like, done in a really particular way. Um, I think that would be the best the best way to go about it. And one other piece of advice, if you could rename your kid, if you could do that, just to Ash, you should do that. Because that kid's going to yeah. get bullied. I mean, it's, it's going to be confusing when he writes his name down, and then the te- the, his teacher's just going to be like, yo, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> the teacher's going to end up calling him Ash anyway. The teacher's not going to call him, you know... Uh, X Archangel, you know, whatever. Like, the kid is, mm. you know, the teacher's not going to call him that. So just like, <laughs> you know, they're not, they're not. Yeah, um, save him from, some, save him. <laughs> S- save your kid from from torment and bullying and Renee. Plus, plus it's, it, it's a lot easier to spell Ash. Yeah, Ash is a cool <laughs> name. Ash is a very cool yeah. name. All right. Well, I guess we'll wrap it up there. Um, for more baby name uh, recommendations, you know, feel free to listen every week on the podcast. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah and check out uh, antiart.blog. Again, that is antiart.blog, where we have all of your favorite uh, art pop reviews from Mitski to Grimes to whatever. And then also we have all of our reviews from 2021 up to 2022. We have The Weeknd. We have uh, Charlie XCX classic reviews. We're going to have Charlie XCX Crash um, review in a couple weeks. Rosalia, you know, we keep up to date with these things. And um, I'm also excited, very excited. In the next two weeks, we have a couple of special guests. Um, I believe, I hope that this is still happening. I'm going to cross my fingers. I believe that um, Sprite is made by fairies. Very popular Instagram page is going to be joining us next week if uh, she's able to. And then the following week, this is like pretty much 100% confirmed. Uh, Jacques from um, um, Seeking Derangements, and I think maybe Hessler from Seeking Derangements, hopefully, cross fingers, uh, will be on the pod. Um, so Jock is confirmed, Hessa maybe, but um, one of my another so tune in, yeah, tune in, uh, tune in every week. Um, if you liked what you heard, you know, uh, you can't really like it, but you know, download it and stream it, and 
Yeah, share with your friends. You know, share, put in put in a friend group chat. You know, throw, throw in your family group chat. Just you know, yeah, put us in group chats. Educate your damn family <laughs> about Grimes because everybody thinks that she's like the stupid like TikTok girl or whatever, like you know Elon Musk girl or whatever. But she's much more than that. And uh, yeah, and that's it. Bye. Right, see you, everybody. Peace.